Though your heart is aching, smile Even though it's breaking When there are clouds in the sky Hello and welcome to episode 86 of Unfunny Nerd Tangent. My name is Greg, your Captain Boomerang, and a host that will bring you up on stage in the middle of my monologue and make you feel like a million dollars, only for you to realise it was all in your mind, and it's actually bath time for mummy. And that's because today we're talking about Joker, the new film from Todd Phillips and Joaquin Phoenix that's caused just a little bit of controversy and might even cause a little bit with the uh, the panellists today. And uh, that's because I can't do this alone. So today I've got a series of clowns sitting ready to take to the streets and talk about this movie. Firstly, from Joaquin, Arizona, he may or may not be the Ill- illegitimate son of Thomas Wayne, or in his case, maybe it's Thomas Curry from attackofthedad.com. He's Tim Agni. Oh, man, so many, so many Thomases so little time. <laughs> Uh, he laughs disturbingly and uncontrollably every now and then, but mostly only when people suggest to him that they've made a great DC film. And until she appears on this show, we're still going to assume his fiance is nothing more than a figment of his imagination. He's the super Jew, Jared Rabinovitz. All that is extremely accurate. I can't even argue that. <laughs> and, uh, and finally, what do you get when you cross a laid-back Canadian with the surroundings of downtown Phoenix and a podcast host that made him create the twiddle handle at Maple Syrup Dick? You get what you fucking deserve. It's Mike DePasquale. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, and thank you for having me on. <laughs> All right, so we've got a lot to talk about, but before we get started, I want to do a quick poll because I think that will give me a read on sort of how you guys felt about the movie. Real quick, based on the, the several jokers that we've already had over the over the past years, so you look at, I mean, not a lot of voice actors and things like that, but let's say Cesar Romero, Jack Nicholson, uh, Mark Hamill, obviously Heath Ledger and uh, Jared Leto. Uh, <laughs> uh, pick one of them. Don't don't talk about Phoenix yet. Just of those guys, pick one that's kind of your joker. Like Jared, you want to go first? Oh, sure. Put me on the spot. Not like not like any detailed thing, but just you got to pick a joker. Which one's your joker? Like, just to go for. I'm still going with Jack. Yep. Cool. What about you, Tim? Uh, you're saying that Mark Hamill is an option that I can pick? I'm saying Mark Hamill only because, like, I know there's other people that have done the voices and things like that for Joker over the years, but, like, he's kind of the standout and, and, and you know, the one guy that they always say, like, give him a shot in real life and stuff like that. So not, not the John you, DiMaggio Joker or anything. Yeah, like that. and I mean yeah. that's yeah. So I mean, if you want to pick Mark Hamill, you can pick Mark Hamill. Yeah, Mark Hamill is. Um, I, I feel like he's in a class by himself as far as as far as just representing everything that the, the Joker's all about. And, and if if he's on the table, I gotta go with him. Um, you know, it changes the conversation if uh, if we have to go with live action. Mm-hmm. Cool. And uh, Mike. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of on the on the same wavelength as, as Tim said there, but um, just for the the sake, I want I'm going to go with Heath Ledger. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I kind of went with Jack because I figured everybody was going was going to go Heath, mm-hmm. and, and between those, it's it's really a one A one B for me. I'm saying. If we got yeah, a lot of think... action. It's a, it's Leto all the way for me. You guys know that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think. I really think of those. Like for me, I would I would probably go with Ledger as well, but that's because I I preferred the Dark Knight as 
like yeah. for, against all the other Batman movies. But depending on what type of Batman movie you're you're telling, like Heath Ledger wouldn't fit in the Burton movie. You know what I mean? Like that that version of the Joker wouldn't fit up against Michael Keaton in that first Batman and things like that. So depending on the the, the story and the feel and and how sort of gritty or or, or not, I guess you want to go. That's sort of where I would look at. Um, and yeah, like Mark Hamill could seem seems to be obviously the easiest to do multiple versions of the character because he's the voice, not yeah. you know, physically. I also there. felt like each of them kind of fit their own time when it came out. You know, like yeah, the nineties and then the two thousands. Like you slowly <laughs> evolved as you went based on what was going on in the world and kind of how movies were at the time. But see, yeah. I, I see. One of my things is I could see Jack doing the Ledger role, like may, maybe not at the age Jack was at that time. But if you took young, Jack, like young Jack, young yeah. Jack, the, the early '90s Jack, the late '80s one who did the Joker, mm. and had him tried to have him play that Joker role that was in the the um, Blader films. By my blank. Chris Nolan. Chris Nolan films. Thank you. I've got Burton in my head because it's true. If you had him in the Nolan films, I think he could do that. That's where, mm, like, yeah, I, I, sure. I, 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 I like don't. The I cross don't, between one flew over the cuckoo's nest and and his previous Joker role kind of thing. Yeah, like, like a real different physicality to yeah, it. I think, but he did. But I think Jack could also get in on a lot of that. Like, I, I don't think it's beyond Jack to have done that really. Uh, maniacal version, like I'm not sure I can, yeah. I can picture a time yeah. when Jack Nicholson ever ever transformed as much as Ledger did, though. Like it, he's he's mm. always kind of a version of Jack Nicholson. It, yeah. it feels like in movies, and which is yeah. which is great to watch. But well, but yeah, I, I that's guess what... part of it is I think Jack in real life is borderline the Joker, anyways. <laughs> <laughs> so like he, like it's not like Jack to become the Joker isn't exactly Ledger, you know. A knight, yeah, Mister like, Knight's Tale, to go to that. It's, it's it's like Robert Downey Jr. and Ryan Reynolds. It's like what fantastic acting. It's like dude, they just turned up, said the words. Like exactly. <laughs> Ryan Reynolds, he's Deadpool. Like what are you talking yeah. about? You know. <laughs> yeah, but there's certain so. spot on casting because, like, I I always think there's that fairly famous picture of Jack just with a cigar, and he just looks like. Let her make up away from being the Joker and having killed a couple people. Like it's not yeah. like it's that far <laughs> off. He's got that 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 smirk. Yeah, I, I mean, so, uh, he's probably shot a couple of his own henchmen in real life. Like, let's just be honest. <laughs> Courtside at the Lakers. Yeah. Or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, having said all that, when this movie, this Joker, was announced, uh, did anyone have the same reaction I did, which was basically? why like yes. joker doesn't need his own movie he's a batman villain he appears in batman movies he doesn't need an origin story especially because even in the comics like there's there's various versions and things of who he might have been or what might have happened to him but there's not a 100 percent definitive origin one way or another so like tim what's your take on that before it's come out were you like why are they making this movie no my reaction was straight up denial it was like this is not a thing that's going to happen. This is not, this is never going to actually go into production. Like there's a couple of people dicking around with the script or something like that. Like Martin Scorsese and Todd Phillips. None of this, none of this makes sense. None of this adds up. Like this isn't going to actually be a movie. 
And I, I was in this sort of state of disbelief up until last night when I had to fucking watch the thing. <laughs> All right, what, about, what about you guys, Mike and Jared? Were you, were you sort of, I mean, Jared, I'm sure you were like, who cares? Because it's not a DC thing. But like, what about you, Mike? Were you, were you like, oh, yeah, I'd, I'd like to see a Joker movie? Or were you well, like I mean, me? I kind of, I, I thought, I was intrigued by the idea, but I thought that they would do a, a terrible job at it. Like thinking back on things like Catwoman, um, which was terrible. I was kind of worried that they're opening a door to, to going away from the superheroes and, and supervillain focus, which is kind of the way society's heading their focus, you know, like the, uh, the evil, misunderstood bad guy kind of theme going into DC. That's what I was worried about. Kind of like, uh, yeah. would, would you yeah. count Venom among that, that kind of movie? Yeah. Well, Venom, Venom was certainly a better movie than Catwoman, but it has that same kind of feeling. Like we're, we're just trying to cash in here on this, on this popular yeah. character. We're not going to make any effort to fit it into this larger universe. Right. Let's take a villain and make him relatable and make like the story where it's not his fault that it ended up the way it did and how people like him and want to see him do stuff. That's what I was worried about. Yeah. All right. Well, having, having said that, where I was sort of 100% like, they don't need to make this movie. You don't need a Joker movie. You just have Joker in a Batman movie and that's how it works. Uh, I'm, once I saw the trailers, I was 100% turned around the other way because I thought the trailers were fantastic. I thought, shit, this is actually looks pretty good. I'm interested to see what they've done. And I'm, I fucking, I'm thrilled with how it turned out. So I, I'm pretty sure I know, Jared and Tim, what you're going to say. So we'll go with Mike first. <laughs> Mike, what did, yeah. what did you think? Just a I'm basic reaction. Blown away. I was absolutely blown away by it. Um, you know, I don't have quite the same, um, you know, safety blanket that these guys do with the original timeline and, and storyline and how things play out in the comics and having that as a need. Um, as a standalone movie, I thought this was amazing. And Joaquin Phoenix, once again, blew me away. Every time he acts, he's amazing. Okay, I'm jumping all over that. Because here, here's the problem. Yes, this would have been a good film if you took out the Batman and, and, and DC references. Like, no, it wouldn't. Stop, Tim. It would be less offensive. If you took this as a film about a guy's descent into madness... Nope. That, and it was, would you <laughs> let me fucking finish? <laughs> I can't. It's, it's a good film. It is a good portrayal by Joaquin Peters. The problem is, is what they tried to do was shoehorn this film and to make it work within the, the DC context without any of the stuff that was really relevant to DC. And you just corrupted a bunch of it. Like, there was so much that was such bullshit. Like, just before they revealed the letter that said, oh, yeah, you're, you're his dad. I almost, I, I was tempted to look to, at Tim, to say to Tim, She's gonna say Thomas Wayne's his dad. Yeah, but it, it was like, but, but stop. But stop it wasn't. But it, like, and it was, and that actually point. makes it worse that it wasn't. It the, the fact the the thing that makes it even worse was that it didn't end up happening in the end. If you're gonna do something like that, make it subverse. If you're gonna do this story where Joker is significantly older than Batman, his origin is all this and. He just becomes kind of a, a, a symbol before, and you're tying in all the politics bullshit. At the very end, if you're gonna go with the whole thing where it's an uprising against the corrupt rich, fucking make it true that Thomas Wayne was his dad, 
and that the whole medical thing about his mom going insane was Thomas Wayne putting it into action and redoing the paperwork and make it true that he was his dad and really subvert the story. If you're okay, going to do it, on, do hold it. Hold on a second. Hold on right, a second. We'll get, we'll get to that because, yeah, I got I – got, That doesn't make got, any sense. But I want to hear, anyway, I want to hear but, Tim. Think, I want to hear Tim's initial reaction because this was going to be fucking civil war all over again. I, I can tell already. I want to. I want to roll it back to what to what Mike said about us being upset about like the Batman timeline and stuff like that. In in my mind, there really is no Batman timeline. In the comic books, they've they've rewritten the history of Batman like time and time again, and it's and it's okay. You can do that. You can make tweaks. And you can make changes to the story. Um, the 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 characters endure because there's there's a certain amount of. Um, a certain amount of reverence, a certain amount of essential things, and it's it, sure it's different things for different people. Like for for Greg, like Batman not killing is a really important part of his character, um, and you know for me, like with the with the Zack Snyder movies, I'm willing to like go down the path of like, well, you know, what turned Batman into a killer, um, which which of course never got explored, and, and, and that's a whole different conversation. But with uh, with these movies, uh, what what really there's 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 a million things wrong with this movie. Um, and it's it's it, it wouldn't be a good movie uh, regardless of whether it's the Joker or whether it's just a portrayal of some guy. Um, but it what it uh, really uh, did to the source material was just it had it had no no respect for the characters. Um, it, it, and no, everything it, like, was shoehorned. Yeah. in. all the references was shoehorned in, and just to fit. Like to to tie back, and there there was no reason for it to have to do that. That's, was, what, I mean, that's why I say you take out the you take out the, the forced Batman ties and the forced DC ties. It's a good movie about a mentally ill man going insane. But hold on. But if you force when you force a stupid stuff like as he's walking up, and I saw Bruce, I look at Tim and went, "It's fucking Bruce." And when he was going to mess with it, it's like it was so shoehorned in. It did it didn't. Do anything, and that was the stuff that they held back. That was the stuff that they didn't show us in the trailers. Um, they almost presented it as like Batman's not going to be in this movie. Like a, this is going to be sort of the Joker kind of. Well, he's in the that kid's in the trailer though. Oh, was he? Well, where he's, where he's yeah. making him, where he's making him smile. Yeah. And I guess yeah, yeah. everyone sort of went, oh, that's probably Bruce Wayne. Yeah, yeah, okay. And I guess I guess we knew we knew that uh, that, that Thomas Wayne was going to be a character in the movie, and yeah. Well, I mean, I think I think even if you go back to the first Batman movie, um, they had the Joker be the one that killed his parents, which wasn't part of the storyline, and totally twisted it for the sake of the movie. And I don't see a big deal, you know, like in the old comic books, it's not like they that Batman and Joker were the same age. We don't know the age difference. Um, I don't know if I'm jumping ahead on you there, but no, you're right. You're right. I, I feel like I can pick apart what my what... my my thing with this, right? I thought it was really good, and I know I don't, I don't feel that it was. We'll get into it, but I don't feel that the 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 DC Joker stuff or whatever was was forced into a into a different story because I I think they actually held back. Like every time they every time in every comic book movie, someone mentions someone's name. Like oh yeah, says here the the security guard was you know. Um, Frank Jackson or something. My mind goes, bloop, bloop, bloop. no, that's nobody. You know, like, and, and or the, but then you get one where it's like, oh yeah, Jonathan Crane signed off on this. I'm like, oh, bloop, oh that's a scarecrow. Like, it just, you know, I, I I run through it. So I was waiting for more of that actually. Like, not not necessarily wanting that, but I kept expecting it. Like, oh, he's gonna run across some other young guy whose name's like, oh, here's Eddie. You know, like he's really good with riddles or some shit. You know, and like, um. You know, like oh, Doctor Crane at the at the Arkham or something like that, and I was like, oh, okay, but they didn't have any of that, so that's what I felt would have been forced. In that, there. That, like that's the, that's know. part of the problem is 
they they tried to middle ground it and it and it just doesn't like they, they but it's like, not a it's not a like, like a it's just an it's just a one-off thing like it's just a, like we're just making this movie we're not but, it's but, not meant to be why? like the official but, joker but here, here's no. the problem why make this movie a politically the the, the time the it was current, perfect no it was perfect. no it's, it's no, the opposite of it's that. the opposite oh, when you have a movie like this which one of the things is they were advising you know there was concerns about incel violence and stuff like that this uprising against the rich thing and violence against the rich where you don't actually make it that offensive, where he's almost as a hero, that's kind of a problem in this current time. The, he isn't made out to be a hero, though. But, that's but, my but, yes, he so. is. At the, at the is. end, they are... It is to a, those people, it, he is, but, but it is they're, a pub, they're not right. The problem is, is it's a public fucking uprising against the 1% where he's being hailed at the end of this movie. That's a fucking problem in this current time concept that you you have. Don't people buy say, into that bullshit. But it, no, this isn't going to cause an uprising. This isn't going to make anyone I, change I, their mind or go mass shoot or anything like that. It wasn't. You that don't kind know of that. That's the problem. The FBI disagrees with you. Oh, of they, course they, they do because that's a public. That that's typical of the, the nowadays when nothing happens for this in a month. We can talk about. But that. That, that's the good thing. The problem is is. If you increase that potential, that's a problem. There was nothing about this movie that needed to be made right now. A, well, you Bane did a... the same thing though in Dark Knight Rises. He leads a, leads the charge against the people, against the one percent, and Catwoman even does the same sort of thing. Like but, she but, gets, you know, and what happened there? Like it wasn't they, like, oh my god. Ex- but yeah. at the end of the movie, the last scene isn't them being exalted and praised as they dance around on top of a car. Yeah, that's yeah, but that's the defining by, difference. By, by an angry mob. At, at, at the end, mean, they get their comeuppance. Yeah, Bane doesn't were... really expose as like not at all a champion. Of He's in yeah, it for himself. yeah. You, th- there is a fundamental difference in how it's portrayed in the end. When you walk away, it's different. Just in, if you you can sure take the couple seconds or, or minutes of the film and say, yeah, it's the same thing. It's how it's portrayed in the overall context. In the overall context of this movie, that's not how it works. He comes off as a sympathetic, mentally ill man who, at the end, is being praised by people while they're doing a, having a violent uprising. And if you're if you're at all plugged into anything right now, there's there's a lot of important conversations that that whoever wrote this movie was clearly thinking about. There's a lot that we're talking about right now regarding like um, you know mental health and how how we deal with that and how we treat people with mental illness. There's a lot about gun violence. There's a lot about income inequality, and this movie pulls in all these issues and then just sort of like like tap dances around them. It doesn't really have anything to say about any of this. And, and it's like we open, we open up with the Joker writing in his notebook. Um, the hardest thing about mental illness or whatever, like what does he say? Like the, the or the worst part about mental illness or about having mental illness is having to pretend I don't. Yeah. Or something. It's and it's it's like, okay, where are we going with this? We don't we don't go fucking anywhere really. Like there's no there's nothing we don't come away with this movie with any deeper understanding of mental health or how to treat these people. So, if, if anything, and, and, and if so you shouldn't be allowed to bring it up if they're not gonna have it as the main focus of the movie. Like Well, isn't it supposed to be the main focus of the movie? Like yeah. everybody says this is a movie about a person with mental illness going insane. Like that's that's like something like we've already said like five times already in this yeah. podcast. Yeah, so but they, he purposely and, takes the wrong path. That's the way I looked yeah, at it. But like it's not, you feel bad. For, you feel no. Listen, you feel bad for him up to a point, right? Because it seems like yeah, he's this he's this mentally ill individual that's not getting the right care, and people aren't paying attention to him, and he's sort of lied to by nearly everyone. Okay, feel bad for you. Feel bad for you. Right. Get to the train scene. Right where those three guys start beating the shit out of him and he shoots two of them 
right? Which you can say, okay, that's self-defense. They they were they were beating him up, you know. And before that, you saw that they were pieces of shit because they were hassling the woman on the train. Okay, all right, well, let's go with it up to that point. But then the guy run the other third guy runs away, and like Arthur, he like systematically hunts him down and then like executes him on the steps. And it's like we well, didn't have to do that. So that's the point where you go, okay, no, you've you've gone too far now. I'm not I'm not with you now. You like that's the way I saw it. It's like. You're going to go one way or another. And it's like, what happens to Bruce Wayne at the end? You get the Wayne thing. Which way is he going to go? Which well, we know I, where no, go. I, A different way altogether. That's another so thing. I, I don't need to fucking like, see the death of Thomas and Martha Wayne in every fucking movie tied into the DC universe. Well, then you it's, don't it, need it, to it, watch it, Batman movies, man, because yeah, that is the crucial fucking that's, point. That's, for it every it is, but we don't story. need to repeat it every single fucking time. If this is a Joker movie, you do not need to end with that. If it's a standalone Joker movie, why? Why does that need to be? Because it's so, a it's a it's a twist on that. Because normally, and I know Tim is always the one saying, like Tim, you, you said before how like everyone has their personal little things about, um, like Batman, like what they prefer, and like my thing is like, no, you shouldn't kill people because blah blah blah. But and I know yours is like you like the idea that he has, um uh like a, a major factor in the creation of the joker even if it's kind of by accident or whatever yeah. and like that's cool but for this movie to me it's just like well this doesn't count for anything it's just a one-off it's like in the comics it's an elseworlds story it's just like yeah okay in this one they flipped it so that joker kind of like almost accidentally creates batman because of shit that he does because he goes the wrong way where he could have like he didn't have to kill that third guy on the train you know, he doesn't have to kill his mother. He doesn't have to kill the guy with the scissors, like that sort of shit. But he does because he's he's fucking not right. But then he realizes, like he actually tries to go with it instead of saying like, oh, I need more help. I need better um, thing. And then, you know, like some of the, the disenfranchised like public, I, I wasn't on board with that straight away. But by the end of it, I was like, oh, okay, I see what they're trying to do or what I thought they were trying to do. And this goes back to my thing. If you were going to make this in Elseworlds and a, a standalone and do it something, seriously do be subvert, subvert the whole thing. But kill Bruce instead. Make it so that, like I said, make it so that Thomas Wayne is his dad and that he, he made oh, it. Because if, if you're going to do this and you're going to tie this in, do it for it's some a bigger, reason. It's a bigger betrayal, yeah, that's, though, that's of his mother that, that he isn't. Because but, it's but like, it's oh, he's really it, my dad. Okay. It, and then, it, it, was, it was telegraphed, it was stupid, and it was lazy. It was the easy thing to do. From the beginning when she was talking about it, I felt that that was where they were going to go. No, with see, it. And they did nothing of but, a means with it. Dude, that, that's ridiculous. First of all, you're, you're most upset that they did it in the first place, and then you're most upset, or you're even more upset that... They didn't end up following through with it. The yeah, whole point if was you're going to do it, do it for a reason. If you're going to be lazy and go with the it, easy it help there, the it helped to show that she was going insane and she was nuts. And that, you know. But that's the, that, that is such the easy storyline if you're writing it, is that she was well, just The easy storyline would be to go exactly how the original story was. That would have been the no. easiest way to go. I, no. I feel like I'm the only By person far. who felt like that bit of it was left like purposely ambiguous. I, I felt like there was at least a suggestion dropped in there as he was learning all this information that his mom was lying to him. At least a suggestion in there that Thomas Wayne was a man of enough means that he could have died that, 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 and, and had her committed. And like, I did think that, that would, as well. Yeah, and that yeah. would justify the rest of what they did, and the, and the, in the end, him getting what you deserve. 
I guess it I, actually would have made that fit a lot better if that was what he actually deserved from that. Well, it, it is an Elseworlds uh, thing, but I, I like I have an even bigger problem with just the characterization of Thomas Wayne. Like Thomas Wayne, sort of like well, being, yeah. being the yeah. this, this sort of like almost like super conservative asshole who's like you know all you all you pores you know you're you were the reason for your own problems yeah yeah you know well let me let me get to that because i do have i do have a theory on that and we i mean like i said if you hate the movie like that's fine you know what i mean like we're we're all getting a bit heated and carrying on here (laughs) against each other but it's not from a place of like you know, fuck you, Tim. Fuck you, Jared. It's just, you know, whatever. It's just the movie. Like, if people love it, great. If they don't like it, that's fine too. Like, I can't fault you for not liking it. Um, but I, I, I do just think, like, if if you want to look at, well, I'll, I'll skip ahead to Thomas Wayne, right? Because we we're talking uh, about him already. Because Tim, you want to you want to bring up Thomas Wayne first? I want to talk about um, Zazie Beats because in my notes her character kind of leads me into a theory I might have on Thomas Wayne. So the the <laughs> idea that uh, her character, I forget her name, but obviously she lives down the hall from Arthur with her daughter and stuff like that. Sophie Dumont, the Grand IMDb. I'm not all the way sure they said her name yeah, at all in the movie, but it's it's Sophie Dumont. There's a, that's great. Yeah. Okay, cool. So Sophie lives down the, the, the hallway or, or wherever from, from Arthur. And at one point, you know, after he's killed the guys on the train and he sort of uh, had his little dance moment in the in the bathroom or whatever and sort of like it's almost like a like the things that make him feel better and more confident and good about himself and like a real person that normally you would think like, oh, hey, look, he's turned a corner and he's 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 on the right path. The problem is all those things are fucking awful things that you shouldn't be doing. So but anyway. He, after that, right, we see him, he gets home, he goes and he knocks on her door and, like, kisses her and off they go. And then you see her with him in several other scenes later on at, at his mother's bedside and and she's on the street with him saying, like, you know, oh, I think the guy that shot those guys on the train's a hero and all this kind of shit. And then you get the reveal later that it's uh, sort of like a fight club thing where, like, no, she saw him for two minutes in the hallway and all the rest of it's in his head. Okay, that's what I'm thinking. So, at first, when they brought up this, I've got, these three things tie into each other. So, so bear with me. The whole idea that they that I know they set up this the idea of this civil unrest due to like high crime and unemployment and all the garbage on the streets and all that kind of stuff, right? And then when when he kills the guys on the train, it seems like immediately the public is like, well, fuck those guys. They worked for Thomas Wayne and they were rich anyway. Like, who cares? We're with the clown. It's like, I don't know. I was sort of like, hey, I don't think, I don't buy that, that straight away people are like, oh, good, These, this one random guy like just murdered three people on a train. Good for him. But then you get the reveal with, with Zazie Beats that she's not really there. And a lot of things you've seen, um, uh, through Arthur's sort of warped perceptions or delusions and things like that, right? So what I'm thinking is if we're seeing Zazie Beats through Arthur's delusions, is it possible that we're meant to think that maybe the general public aren't initially as accepting of the crimes and supporting the, the unknown clown or whatever you want to call it as, as like the story's trying to make it out? And is that also then escalate when things escalate because of what Thomas Wayne says, are we then 
only seeing Thomas Wayne through through Arthur's warped perception as well, and that's why he's so different to like the the classic sort of benevolent philanthropist, you know, best person in the world type of thing, Thomas Wayne. Because at the very end, when he is killed, he does do the classic like Thomas Wayne thing. He tries to talk down the mugger and protect Bruce and Martha and all that. He doesn't do the fucking Negan in BVS and try <laughs> to punch the guy, which like fundamentally fucking changes the origin of Batman right there. But anyway, so that's why I thought like I'm not saying it's right. I'm just saying I wonder if they're trying to do something like that where it's like, yeah, Thomas Wayne is kind of a dick in this movie, but you're seeing him through the perception of Arthur because you're seeing everything through his perception. So it doesn't mean that it's accurate. And then you have the whole thing at the end where he's in them in, it looks like Arkham, and we don't know. There's almost the, was all of that just him retelling this story? Do we know if it even happened? Like, the, the problem yeah, is, is they that's left, what I mean. The, like that, the, yeah. the, the problem is to, to to what you're saying is to contextualize that and understand that and make that true, which probably would help the story. Yeah, I agree. They, they, they if, left if, it if too can, ambiguous. If we could just accept what Greg said as canon, like that, that makes a big difference. If this is, really and I'm not a movie, saying that that's, I'm not saying that that's meant to, like, oh, you idiots, that's what it's meant to be. I'm no. just, I'm literally asking the question, like, I wonder if that's what they meant and, it to, and, as and, as a way to explain why Thomas Wayne is the way he is. Type of thing. Like there speaks, are sort of clues. And that speaks to a problem with the film, which is that's too ambiguous. I, well, I and yeah, and I that, that ending, like you, you, you can, you can do that. Like you could have done that and made it clear that that was all kind of his recollection. If you clarify that scene at the end with the therapist, that this was all, that whole thing was just a, him recounting a story, but they didn't do that well. And, and so that's actually a flaw there is that, it wasn't made clear, and that it was too ambiguous on two levels. Was, I think it was on purpose. I, I, I don't, don't think. I don't, I don't think, think it was. It was a mistake on their part. I think they did that on purpose. They wanted the, us to have these conversations right now about it. I don't well, think look, the movie, I, 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 agree I, with I think you, that's Jared. giving them too much credit. I, I don't think it was that. I don't think it was. It was capable of that level of subtlety. Yeah. I thought that the the Zazzy Beats reveal was 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 super obvious. Yeah. And it's 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 probably because I'm a dad, and I was like. Okay, like no single mom is gonna go sit by herself at some weird ass comedy show. Like, like, like you're not gonna get a babysitter for that in New York City uh, or in uh, Gotham City. Um, it's it's just it's just not happening. Well, but, the problem yeah, really look, was just, that she was enjoying herself during that show. And that's, that's <laughs> yeah, really, that was really the, yeah, the nobody, tell nobody, there was that she was laughing and smiling. But see, in that like, in that scene as well in the comedy club, the crowd is laughing. But where right? they? Yeah. When you yeah. see the clip of him on TV that they show, where you know De Niro's like, "Well, you can say that again, pal." There's yeah. no nobody's laughing. Yeah. Exactly. So it's like that's his his perception, and like I agree with you, Jared. If that's what if that's like that's just what I wondered if they were meant to do it. Like I'm assuming they've just gone. Let's just make Thomas Wayne a bit of a dick in this movie, and that's just how it is. Okay. But I'm just wondering if the case is that that's what the idea was. Like, oh no, because you're seeing him through the eyes of Arthur, that's why Thomas Wayne seems so different to what he's normally portrayed as. Then, yes, I will agree 100% with you, Jared, that they didn't do it well in the movie, and it's it's not a good like execution of that idea. But I think more than likely they've just said, let's just make him a bit of a dick in the movie. But. <laughs> It was just little things like that where you think, like, well, you see his perspective of the comedy club, you see his perspective with Zazzy Beats. Is that are we then meant to think that we see his perspective with Thomas Wayne? But, but yeah. And if they didn't, if they didn't show 
the death of Thomas Wayne there at all, we might be asking if that whole crowd scene was fake and there yeah. was no well, right, but And the one the one thing I'll give it where they made because I was a bit worried, I thought, oh, I don't I don't want to see Thomas Wayne as this uh, dick and this unlikable guy, and then if he does get killed at the end, uh, you know, in the classic scene, I don't want that to be like a good thing where I'm like, oh, good, fuck that guy, because then the movie is making me like side with Joker, and which I I don't at the end of the movie. But isn't isn't that so, how they presented it? I thought I thought they really no, I didn't at all. I, I thought it was more of like, look what you've done. Like, it's like a tragedy. To me, it was like, I know that's the, the fucking cop out. Like, oh, it's a tragedy. But, like, I don't know a better word to use. That, to me, that's the thing where it's like all these little things, like there are all these pivotal little moments in this movie where it could have gone one way or the other and he goes the wrong way and he does it again and again and again and he starts to like it and he gets worse and worse and worse and he loses his funding for his, um, you know, for his... Uh, health sessions or whatever, you know, like his sit-down chats and he doesn't get his medications and so off he goes. So I just thought, like, by the end of that, by the end, once we fucking saw that that marquee and it had Zorro on it, I was like, oh, no, this is, they're <laughs> fucked. Where are they? And they come out of the theatre and I'm like, oh, fuck, they're going to do and, this? Like, and, and here's and, the other it, thing. Why were they even out at the theatre? Like, the city was on the edge of panic. Yeah. And, and like, they went out with you're a billionaire you're the target of yeah. a lot of it you're running for mayor and you've got no security like and then why would you, why would you leave the theater in the middle of that riot going on i had the, I had the same thought I, i'll agree with you on that part that, that, that yeah that's fair there didn't yeah. make a lot of sense that's yeah, that, that's that's like because movie you know yeah, like that's yeah, one yeah. of those things like yeah but that's that's a fair enough criticism of it but like honestly i think of all the fucking times we've seen the waynes get killed this might be the, the the most I've ever sat there and gone, oh, no. Like, no, don't go down that alleyway. No, 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 just don't turn around. Like, I was actually concerned, whereas normally you're like, fucking, right, kill him off because we want to see Batman. I felt like it, was like it was like teen seconds to go to the movie where they're just shoving him down the alleyway, like, yeah. get down there. And, 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 yeah. and, and, mine, and my reaction was just kind of the eye roll of, like, we're going to do this again. We're going to have to watch this scene again. Like, and, and then they went to the dramatic thing with the pearls at the end. It's like... Yeah, but you have to have that. That's like yeah. you can't. I, I, you're I, not going to have a Thor movie without the fucking like yeah, lightning. Yeah. You're not going to have Superman without him taking the glasses off but and ripping the, the shirt that's open. The thing. Like, but that's a Thor it. movie, and that's a Superman movie. That's not a goddamn Joker movie that doesn't have actual Batman. Like it, Superman it, it, if it didn't have no any big. Batman stuff in it, people would be complaining like, "Oh, there's no Batman at all." It's like yeah. not you. I'm just saying. Like, 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 yeah. They know they had to do something. I just think it's a good twist on the story of like. The, the one something. thing wasn't that much of a twist. That's the the, the one thing that, that that like is that that you've said so far, Greg. That really just like if if anything can redeem the movie, it's this idea that you put forward that everybody knows that Batman created the Joker. Like, and the the premise of this movie is like, what if what if the Joker created Batman? And here's a way that we can show that. Like, if that's if that's really what they were going for, and if we really read it that way, that I think that does kind of redeem it a little bit. And, well, and, but but once know, again, it's another thing where I feel like we're giving these guys too much credit. Yeah, we we, I, we have to time, add a lot of layers to this. To I well, used to be on, just, I used just, to be a big fan of Todd Phillips, like going going way back, like to to like old school and road trip. Like he was he was making these these kind of weird comedies that that were really fun to watch. I even enjoyed Starsky and Hutch. Yeah, look, he's been well, a complete 
douche in the last few weeks. Oh, he's been he's been terrible. You um, can't be got, funny anymore. He's a social justice warrior. And it's it like, got worse. Like there's this there's this great Vanity Fair article that profiles Rock <laughs> Phoenix, and in it it quotes Todd Phillips as saying like throughout production. Um, this is a heist movie, and the heist is we've stolen forty million dollars from Warner Brothers. <laughs> like, so, um, I don't even remember what I was going to say. I hadn't heard that before. It's, yeah, but yeah. but also, so I, think, get- I think Todd Todd Phillips is just the, this this you know this once hot director, a guy who just used to be funny and can't do it anymore. Like he he's like um, going like the first Hangover movie was this huge success. I didn't laugh a single goddamn time in the Hangover Two, and then someone oh, told me that Hangover Three wasn't as funny. Yeah, it, it, yeah, the two and three aren't that good. Yeah, but you know, three it, especially three. Like he can shit. he can make an unfunny movie with Robert De Niro and Zach Galifianakis, and it's or, I'm sorry, uh, Robert Downey Jr. and Zach Galifianakis uh, due date. <laughs> yeah, uh, like it's it's unbelievable that like that he can <laughs> that he can do so little with so much yeah, as a director. This movie, like honestly, like, like I said. This would have been better if they gave it the split treatment. Where, where we were watching this movie, it wasn't titled Joker or anything. And I think, like I said, I think you it would sta- be you much sta- more accepted if it yeah. was just called like Bozo or something. <laughs> you, you, you don't even have, you, you could just call it madness. Or, 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 so, so, yeah, you, you, yeah. You give it something. Arthur, you give it yeah. Some, yeah, yeah, you give it something unrelated. <laughs> and at the end, you get the twist where it leads to the murder of Thomas and Martha Wayne. You, you know, you don't have to call the city Gotham. You you can yeah. at the end go York, Gotham Chicago. News or something like that yeah. at the end. And if if you had presented it in that light where you didn't lean into the mom with the Thomas Wayne thing and stuff like that, and you just had you had a state mental institution, you did whatever it is, and then you gave me that twist at the end, the portrayal that of you know like we said of a man going crazy making all the wrong decisions stuff. That would have been a better movie, and that would have been a you could have then set it up for a sequel, and I would have bought into that more. Then there seemed to be a lot of it was, it was fan service to Batman that wasn't good, that didn't present something it, it, totally new. Like no, it was it was the opposite of fan service though. I think that was maybe what yeah, what I, I don't, I don't know it's how. Like, yeah, it's like whatever. Um, yeah, whatever you call like bad fan service, like where yeah. where somebody where, where like as a fan you just you just feel kind of disrespected and shit on. Yeah. You know, and I think I think really that's a lot of people. A lot of people did feel that way about Batman versus Superman, and that's part of the reason that that movie was so polarizing. Well, that um, it, that it sucks. that also, yeah, I, I, I think if you if you t- if you tell this story as a story of a man whose mother is is crazy, he doesn't know whose dad is. He's he's abused at work. He's not he's not treated well, and at the end he goes on to the show and does it. So something like this happens. And a failed comedian. And something like that. I mean, yeah, here's how I do But no, like, got, like, if, if you call it that, like, we're not, we're not doing a podcast about this movie. Nobody's going to nobody's gonna see that movie. Nobody's going to yes, talk about that yeah, movie. Yes, you are, because people went and saw The, the Machinist with Christian Bale. And, and no, You've they got, didn't. The Joker's already made something like $150 million global box office, and this is as of, but, like, but Saturday. But people went and saw Split. You say that, and people went and saw Split. You mean the sequel to Unbreakable. But nobody knew that until... Oh, I guess that's true. They, they revealed that yeah. at the very end, and that's what I'm saying. If you did something similar to that, a word to get out, and people go, "What? What?" And you'd have a twist. You'd have something that's of a reason to do this Joker movie this way. I just think you guys are looking at the whole thing the wrong what did, way. What, Here's, what was, hold on, let me right. speak for a second. Jesus, what I'm saying is, you've got you. What they did was take a superhero 
um, story, the Joker, and they took it out of the fantastic and the completely unbelievable, which is every movie you go to, you have to leave reality out the window when you go watch a superhero movie because it's ridiculous, but I love them. Now, they took that and put it in, what if what if the Joker really happened in real life? How would it play out? But like, and that's what I saw. That's, this. That was the whole Christopher Nolan Batman trilogy. Yeah. That was the whole no, idea of that. Was it's no, it's, it's still a heightened reality. Yeah, though. Like, like, it's not realistic. You know, a bit. <laughs> this, it's more realistic than it ever been before. But, oh, by far. This is the most realistic yeah. Batman. But it's, but it's like, like, so like we'll, we'll, just, we'll just incrementally make these movies a little more real. Like we'll go yeah. for just a little more realism, a little more. Or, or the, we'll the, have the, a one The realism is not an argument for this movie for me. That, 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 that's I just not think as well, like people this. are saying, like the, the 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 latest sort of few years of, and batches of DC movies. One of the main thing is main criticisms of them is people saying like, oh, they're just trying to do the same thing as Marvel, and it's not as fucking good. They should just do something different. And just why are they trying to do a. Uh, a DC universe like the MCU, they should just make standalone movies. It's like, well, here's a movie that is a standalone movie that's completely different from any other DC movie or any other quote unquote like superhero comic book movie. Um, and, and and then people are like, it's not comic book enough. It's not enough like the DC movies, or it doesn't fit into like the canon or whatever. See, it's like, that, I don't know. That, that's that's, 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 that's not even way. my problem with it. My not you guys. I just mean a lot yeah, of people in but, general, you know? You know, because it's just. Part of it is, yes, that people are saying do the standalones and stuff like that, but it's for the characters, for the superheroes, not for the villain where the villain doesn't... Part of it is is we want the villain to get their comeuppance at the end. And we just don't get that here. You, you, you get... It's because it was an anti-hero movie. It wasn't a hero movie. Yeah, but like but, an anti-hero is still a hero. But you, yeah, you, that, that's and when you, the anti-hero ends up doing something positive. And that, that's the difference is... Like Venom. Yeah, yeah, I just didn't take it that way. I didn't see that shit at the end. As I saw the crowd seeing him as a hero and seeing him as this, like, um, uh, what do you call it, symbol of, of whatever. I saw that, but that I didn't then think that the movie was meant to be like, look, he's right. Everything he did was, was right. It's more just like, no, he's <laughs> he, these people are, uh, like, brainwashed is the wrong word, but, you know, like, it, it, it's just the way that they're the, caught the up things. in the mob mentality. But, but yeah, yeah but exactly. Yeah. But but it also it's it's almost like a V for Vendetta thing where he becomes the face of it. I don't think that's. But, no. but he, and he just becomes their symbol. But he's actually acting out with the, the, the killing the rich. You know when he shoots the um, what's Murray on TV. Yeah, like yeah. I mean, you're you're talking about a riot in the street somehow being a revolution, and I don't think that it was at all supposed to portray in that. Well, but it, it I mean, it is like, like you know, Thomas Wayne is is on a he's a complete dick, but somehow is on yeah. path to get elected mayor of the city, even though well, Trump's hates a president. Him. So well, yeah, it's very possible that goes back to it wasn't Thomas Wayne. Like that's like mm. yeah, I mean, because everything is, you know you know. Like but I again, say, it's a, it's an elsewhere thing. This, this is stuff. Thomas Wayne in this movie, you know? and this this is what I'm worried about too. Because you, you talk about this not being part of a connected universe. This movie is is doing okay right now. Warner Brothers is is completely rudderless. There's there's no Kevin Feige, uh, who's 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 calling the shots. Um, Kevin Sujihara, the CEO responsible for Justice League and all this shit, uh, um, had to resign amid this sex scandal with an actress. Um, and, and so there's, yeah, there's there's nobody <laughs> there's there's nobody making decisions over Warner Brothers. But when people see dollar signs, 
you know, who's going to stop him from going over to Matt Reeves and saying, hey, man, Joaquin Phoenix is your Joker in these Batman yeah, movies. Yeah, but you know, you know who's going to stop that? Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah, he's well, gonna, I don't think he'd do yeah, that. He's not, he's not the fuck, that's, that was one of the reasons when they first signed him on, and we'll, we'll move on to him because we haven't said anything about him. But, <laughs> but like, when, when his casting was the first thing that made me think, oh, maybe there's something to this movie because he doesn't do a, a ton of movies. And when he does, there certainly aren't comic book movies. Like they offered him Dr. Strange and he was like, no, fuck that. I'm not going to be in like 10 movies, you know, like, and just be Dr. Strange for the next decade because like, you know, I'm an actor and you know, all that kind of yeah. shit. But like, so he, he's not going to do another one. And I, I think, and, and you're, you're probably right. It, it kind of like how didn't they supposedly offer Christian Bale a whole shitload of money to do Batman v Superman? Like no, there was the rumor was they offered him fifty million dollars, but what it turned out to be was it was misquoted. Someone, some his agent said if they offered him something like fifty million dollars, maybe he'd think about it. Like ha ha ha, ha you oh, know. Okay. And then that that became like they've offered him fifty million dollars to be Batman. Like so. Whereas he was like, no, I'm not going to bloody be Batman again. <laughs> you know, like he wasn't. I got to get fat and then skinny and then fat again. <laughs> like, he was, he's not bothered. So, but yeah, like Joaquin. I mean, fuck. I don't know. I mean, everyone's got a price, right? So, but it's yeah. They're not. It's. I don't see this as. Yeah, Matt Reeves, Joaquin Phoenix is your new Joker. He's going to go up against fucking Twinkle Starlight Boy or whatever. But like, oh, it's God. just. You know, like, uh, and it's just, it's just a, this is a movie and that's it. Like, I think that's why there's a point at the end of the movie, it comes up and says the end. It's not like, <laughs> you know, there's no post credits bullshit. There's no, it's, it's, here's the fucking movie, like, like it or hate it, but this is it. Like, it's but just then, a one off thing. Then what did you add by going to the, to the hospital at the end, to Arkham at the end? That, that's my whole problem. Is is that to that, just to that show is, you where he ends up? Yeah, that's where he is. Yeah. He's in the mental hospital. We're supposed to believe that he kills his therapist, right? Like yeah, that's, uh, that's what the well, shoe prints are. Bloody footprints. Yeah. 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 yeah, And I'm, I'm sure, like, no, it's not to say he escapes from there, but it shows that he's still nuts and he's over the yeah. edge. But I mean, hey, if they made another one, I'd go see it. But I'm hoping they don't. But what? So, <laughs> to be honest with you, well, I think Phoenix is yeah, is really good in this movie. Like he's, yeah, let's talk he's, about that. <laughs> okay, so what I want to start by saying, um, I was I was explaining this to Mike last night. Uh, in 2008, Will Ferrell was in a movie called Semi Pro uh, that was that was starring him as like a like a semi professional basketball player. The Tim, NBA. do you need to be punched in the jejunum? What do you need to be punched in the jejunum? Um, yeah, l- l- let me finish. You drive turkey. <laughs> um, anyway. Uh, <laughs> In in semi pro, uh, Will Ferrell was riding high on the success of movies like Talladega Nights uh, and Anchorman. Uh, these movies where uh, the directors were extremely successful by just like taking a bunch of really funny actors, putting them in a room, and just let them ad lib, just letting the camera run and letting all this stuff happen. And semi pro, it it tries to do that to almost embarrassing effect, and like nothing good happens. They just like let the camera roll as like Will Ferrell is like trying to dribble a basketball or something, and and, and there's just mm. there's all these scenes that go on for way too long, 
Well, the second Anchorman movie is like that as well. Yeah, yeah you're, you're expecting something is. funny to happen and just nothing's happening because you can't, mm. like, it's just a, so, the lightning is not in the bottle so or whatever. we got interrupted last night. Where are you relating that to this movie? Because I'm totally blown away. That's how I felt this entire movie. This whole oh movie was, God. we're going to put this camera on Joaquin Phoenix here, watch this really good actor act. And it's like, okay. Yeah. Like, he, like he's, here, here he is. He's acting the shit out of this movie, man. He got all skinny. His shoulder's weird. Uh, <laughs> my, my, my shoulder still hurts from watching it. Um, you know, his, he's like the, the, the physicality of what he does. Like, he's a, he's a good Joker. He looks like the Joker. He's got kind of the long face. Like, all this is really good. Um, and he's doing all this in service of what? What like what like the, the, there's just not there's not a story here that's worthy of of, of his performance. Wow. But see, <sighs> see, Tim, you're you're in you're in modern day movie mode, like you where everything's like everything's the plot, right? And there's nothing wrong with that. But that's where I think you're coming from. You're like like I can tell you sort of like not enough happened. Like it's just sort of him. We're just following this one guy through his day-to-day life sort of thing. Like, what's the story? What's the plot? What's the, like, you know, where's the where's the, 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 the flip and then the reveal and then, you know, you got to have your climax and all that kind of stuff. And, like, that's fine. Like I said, it, when we're disagreeing on this show, I'm not shitting on anyone personally. I'm just saying, like, I'm just, here's a different take of it, right? You look at the start of the movie, right? It, it even fucking opens with the old-school Warner Brothers logo. At the start, yeah, like the one from too. like 1978 or 1981 or whatever it is, right? And the feel of the film, like you, whether you like it or hate it, right, whatever, the feel of the film, it, easy for me to say, is all the best parts of like all the the, the big 70s movies. So you got like Dirty Harry, you got Serpico, Taxi like you driver. mentioned. Taxi Driver, well, Taxi Driver especially. Yeah. Um, French Connection, um Clockwork Orange, you know, um, there's Rocky in there as well, you know, and you, you mentioned One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, Mike, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, so, and you look at most of those movies, like Rocky and Cuckoo's Nest and and Clockwork Orange especially and, and Taxi Driver even more, uh, more so, which is pretty fucking obvious once you've seen the movie, obviously. <laughs> um, they are, they, they don't have a lot of plot to them. It is just like, here's a guy. And we follow him around and we see what he does. And it's like, yeah, look at like, watch Taxi Driver. And it is, here's De Niro, put the camera on De Niro and watch him act, watch him do things, you know? And then that's sort of all it is. Even Rocky is a bit like that. It's like, okay, he's this fucking bum fighter. He gets a shot at the title for basically a publicity stunt for Apollo Creed. And then what happens? Well, he goes to the pet shop, he gets a dog, trains for a bit. (laughs) You know what I mean? He meets the, the shy girl. He meets his, his friends with her brother. You know, he, he learns to read. And then it's like, oh, yeah, he's not training real well. Then he trains really good and then, you know, off they go. And then he fucking loses anyway. But, like, that's not the point of that movie. The point is just to watch Rocky be Rocky. And, you know, like, so, again, if, if, if you don't like it because that's what it is, that's fine. But I think that's – I just think that's what they were trying to do. They tried to make a 70s fucking movie with the Joker instead of – like your standard, like, you know, Joker's poisoned the water tower. Come on, like, off we go. And where's Batman? Here he comes and all that sort of thing. You know, like, I, I, I don't know. I, I thought it was a good decision to do it that way personally because, again, it's like, well, all right, let's – you're not going to – you would never have got Joaquin Phoenix to do the movie if it was just like the normal, you know, Jack Nicholson 
but like Tim Burton, Jack, uh, Batman movie, or even even the Chris Nolan ones. Like I just, you know, so I didn't have. <laughs> well, a Joaquin, Joaquin Phoenix just chooses his movies based on like, oh no, that script is too long. Get that out of here. <laughs> Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, I'm, not I'm not signing up to a multiple like a four yeah. picture deal and a cameo and an end credit scene and all that kind of shit. Like, yeah, he, I, he, I mean, I, I, I enjoyed like the, there's the, room for for character studies in in within the superhero genre. Like, you can go back and look at Logan, and it's it it just it, well, there it you does go. It all. That's the same sort of thing. It's not a lot of plot in it. It's like we need to get from here to here, and mostly yeah. is like, well, let's just follow this guy who's fucking miserable because he's 400 how years many, old how many movies Four. did they have to build up a lot of that character background and everything like they they had a long time to develop that character yeah they, they did but they, they did it with like an amount of reverence to that character where like you know the movie it, it it doesn't necessarily fit perfectly into the continuity of the other x-men movies because that continuity is completely fucked but yeah, it really um <laughs> but but it does like it it stands alone you know very well as a as a as a character study that's that's reverent to these guys and those they're also amazing actors um and yeah just just kind of acting the shit out of it a lot of the time but i mean the dark knight returns is its own thing yeah um like but, yes you have to have some concept of who these people are like who batman is and who uh, joker and two-face and all that is but like it's its own thing like yeah fucking frank miller went and did like sequels to it but like it, it it's it's just it's its own thing, and it's held as one of the people still lauded as like, oh, it's the best Batman thing ever. It's, like, mm, it's up there, but it's not. I wouldn't say it's the best. And I don't know. But I, I think even watching then, like, the de-evolution of of his character, like in I'm talking about the Joker, of course, Joaquin Phoenix. But um, you know, I just find that that seeing that that view of a of a villain that you don't normally get to see as far as a superhero genre on, on what kind of made them go the way they were i thought it was it was brilliant i like that the entire movie was really a character development piece. but it's also i mean it's also like the the as, as far as joker origin stories go it's the worst one i've ever seen it's not I mean, as good as the killing joke it's like like there's there's nothing like and i don't want to like like put the killing joke on some kind of a pedestal because that's problematic in its own right but it's it's just like yeah you know, the, the the joker origin story in there i i feel like is it's 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 more emotional and it's more resonant you know, even even now, like there's like mm. just, just I, I I feel more sorry for him in the Killing Joke than I do in this, but I think that's right. I think that's the point though. I think you're meant to get to a point and go like, okay, the movie shows you semi plausible responses to certain situations from a certain like from a man in his position, and then he takes things too far and in terrible ways, which shows us like, no, look, he's not a fucking hero at all. Like you shouldn't admire him. He's not. And yes, other characters in the movie do, but that doesn't mean they're right as well. Like the fucking like you got Silence of the Lambs, you got like we said Taxi Drive, you got American Psycho, fucking Anakin Skywalker, like the whole fucking the list goes on and on. Like just because they're the main character doesn't mean they're the fucking hero. Like it it goes all the way like fucking Macbeth, dude. Like go back to Shakespeare. Like Macbeth, look at Macbeth. He's he's a fucking like this noble guy at the start and three witches tell him he's going to be king. So he's like, fuck it. All right, then. Well, I better kill the king first. And then, you know, kills his friends, kills all these other people, like kills fucking kids, you know, and then he's the, he's the villain of that, of that story. Like just because it's called Macbeth doesn't mean you're meant to be like, yeah, fuck yeah. Whatever, like, do man. your thing. Tim, Tim Macbeth. <laughs> <Hashtag> Tim Macbeth. <laughs> 
You're McDuff all the way. Dude. I know. <laughs> but, by the way, can, can we also address the fact that he was going on TV in what was likely an advertised role on the biggest show in town, and Why the cops didn't get there to stop him, even though they, they at this point <laughs> they probably have a high level of certainty that he's a multiple yeah. murderer, that, and, and he's just allowed to hang out in the dressing room, walk on TV, and the cops are nowhere. Gotham, well, Gotham had, police had, were really inept before Jim Gordon. But was how do you know charge. this was an advertiser? You just said they but, probably but, but well, no, have no reason to believe it. But you was. know what? At the very least, you know it was on TV for that show because at some point he said, "We're going to show you this clip again because it's coming up next." Yeah, yeah. That, so at that they, point, like, they, like, yeah. like they showed like. In all those well, shows, then, but then the there's only about five, ten minutes of real time that happened in there, and then they do yeah, tackle him. Seen with that show end. early, like when we when you see him watching with his mother, the first thing they do is run down who's on the show. Yeah, so yeah, that's true. I'll give you that. That's fair enough. Yeah, I mean, the cops would have put two and two. I don't think they necessarily. I mean, if that's the worst thing in the movie, I think it's a bit of a, you know. I guess, but yeah. they, I mean, the police, the police really are kind of inept. Yeah, and it's, it's this, city. Yeah, well, it's true. It's like I mean, useless. Yeah, that's they need that's Batman. That's the whole point. They've, they've always been useless, and they're going to continue to. Yeah, I don't know. I, mean, I, just, I feel like after as soon as the midget walked out of the room, he was going so, to the cops, and there was going to be yeah. an APB out. Like, so that that I want to talk about that though, because that that I don't know about your audience, but when the when the little guy could not open the door, like the <laughs> whole the, the audience like went nuts. They, like everybody laughed at that. And I th- like that was that was a really awkward moment was, for me too because it's like like here's here's the movie kind of like holding up a mirror and saying like okay like we're telling you the story about mental illness and and by the way look at all you people laughing you ableist fucks yeah. it's like, well it seemed it seemed like no, in mouth the in our theater down here it was it was like a nervous laughter like yeah, oh, oh it fuck, definitely was he can't reach the thing but then it was like oh no does that mean he's gonna fucking kill him anyway like yeah you know like run exactly. run little man like fucking and, just and then when he jump out the window the or something you know. <laughs> Yeah, it was. I think people, no one was there, like going, "Ha ha ha! Look, he's so short, he can't open the door." Like, I felt, I felt like there were people in our theater where it was like a big belly laugh. Yeah, I, yeah. I even heard Tim say, "Stupid man." Again, like, Trump's your president. Yeah. Like, what do yeah. you expect? Well, yeah, that's where we're at right now. Yeah. And and, um, and and so it's another thing where like they're they're kind of conflating this message. You're like, I don't know, I don't know how. Like, what are we supposed to take away from this movie regarding mental illness? Like I think uh, that like it's I, a problem that needs the to be prob- addressed. Yeah. That it's the idea on. that if you don't look after certain people, this is what might happen. That's the way I took it. Like yeah. they've, <laughs> you've literally, you've literally chosen the worst person imaginable to mistreat because like who's worse than the Joker? You know, like it's like this is the worst case scenario of you know, cutting funding and mis- and misdiagnosing people and not, not listening and, and, and things like, and like betrayals and things like that with, you know, Thomas Wayne and his mother, whether they're right or wrong or whatever. That's the way I took it. It's like this is, you know, like at the start of the movie, he just wants to make people laugh and be like a happy clown. And then by the end of it, he's a fucking psychopath that you're like, where's Batman to punch this fucker in the face? Like that's the way I thought about it. But I mean – what about the laughing? Because, like, I I actually like the idea that his crazy laugh is kind of a like a tick. I just thought like it's something a bit, I don't know, it's something a bit different. And then I thought as it went on, it manifests sort of at times of distress for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
And then, like, so I thought, like, it, it sort of becomes like a, I don't know what the word is, a harbinger, harbinger, whatever, like where, like a warning, like he starts laughing and you think, oh, fuck, you know, <laughs> something's going to happen. And it, it, and it seems like the thing that pisses people off in Gotham City the most is when people are laughing because <laughs> everyone wants to punch him in the face when he starts laughing. I, but what do you guys think about that as a, as a, as something different? I, I actually, I'd first, when I first, like when they first announced it, I kind of thought, oh, what are you doing? Like, he's just supposed to be nuts. But I like as his character developed, he himself embraced it and he didn't before. And he started to like it. And then I feel like it's almost like he's starting to be able to control it a little better by the end is what it felt like to me. Like it was still oh, coming just, out, but it was sort like, of leans into it. Yeah. yeah, it was more purposeful and more. Like you didn't see that. Yeah, the look on his face wasn't that he was trying to suppress it; it was that he was embracing it. I I liked it. I liked how the whole thing by the end. But at first, I definitely had some trouble with it. Yeah, I was fine with it. Like I I thought it worked. I I don't know that it so much leaned into it and was controlling it, but I think it's more of a no. In those those pressure stress situations, it was going to come out, which, you know, there are people who like that, who have a neurological Mm. disorder where something like inappropriate laughing at inappropriate times uncontrollably is actually a thing. So that's actually Mm. something that has like a a medical basis. And, you know, and something like that for people like that to have a card is actually not a crazy thing either. So I I like how they did that and and addressed that. Mm. My my favorites were when he's just just from a, a a point of like acting like we said before Tim where it's like <laughs> look at him do that just from like the the two where like the he's just before he goes to see his agent in the um in the uh, in his clown office whatever you want to call it, whatever it is wherever he's working for the hire a clown place. Um, you know, and he's putting his shirt on. It was in the trailer as well. He's putting his shirt on. He's walking through the hallway. And he does that like ha ha ha, like this big laugh. And it was like, and then he just stops. And it's like, oh fuck, man! Like, how do you do that? Like, that's just fucking mental. But that, and when he's in the, when he was taking notes in the comedy club, um, because to me, you could tell. He, well, the way I saw it was that he doesn't really find what he's hearing all that funny. Like, he's not sort of laughing at the comedian, but he's taking notes. Mm-hmm. And everyone else is around him is laughing, and then when they stop laughing, he's sort of like, like joining in with like these little chuckles of just like, oh, that's funny, is it? Okay, ha 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 ha, and then we yeah. laugh, you know. And I thought, it, yeah, that's that's kind of fucked up. It all kind of fits in too, because like that's they're both signs of schizophrenia, not understanding what's funny and the inappropriate laughter, like when something's sad and they start laughing. They're both signs of schizophrenia. Mm. So they, it kind of does well, fit in with the mental on the side. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, I was going to talk about, we sort of covered it, I guess. I don't want to get into another argument about it, <laughs> the idea of that. I mean, the idea that Entertainment Weekly isn't all they, at least point at one point, they weren't even going to like review this movie because they're trying to make some kind of moral internet statement or something. Like, I just thought it's ridiculous. Like, it's a movie. You can review it. Like, fuck, you know, like, I don't know. I just thought that was a bit silly. So, like, what... I guess we kind of talked about it before, like how much responsibility do the movies have, like for the actions of people that watch them? Like, but I mean, I don't know. I guess one, I, I one thing, one I think thing you're that gonna I wanted, to, well, they yeah, wanted to point yeah. out that that was like widely misreported, I guess, was that when, uh, when, when James Holmes shot up that uh, Dark Knight Returns screening in Aurora, Colorado, like 
it was he never actually called himself the Joker. He was not trying to like be the Joker. It didn't have any particular obsession. That was that was like taken from a um, a misstatement from a police officer, like in New York City, who had nothing to do with the actual investigation. It was, like they found later in his apartment, he had a Batman mask, but they were pretty sure that he purchased that only after he decided that he was going to attack a, a Batman screening. So there's right. there's really no there's no real connection between the actual character of the Joker and the the mass shooting. Yeah, like, it what feels like an epidemic like that, that we have going on in America right now. He wasn't trying to be the Joker. Yeah, like yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. Yeah, and and I understand the controversy behind it, but I mean, this is the same country that Natural Born Killers was created in and released. You know what I mean? Like that was a way more. Oh fuck! Yeah, what happens if that movie, movie came out? Tomorrow? Yeah, like, if that movie came out tomorrow, would we be? Would we and that does—they are the heroes of that movie. They exactly. are glorified and bit like you know, but nearly they, every Quentin Tarantino so movie. They has haven't broken like any new ground with this movie. But but th- th- there yeah. is something to say though about time understanding the timing and context in which you are releasing something the, the, yeah that's you, you know trying to say oh this movie that was released in, in the context of the 90s is mm. you, you know if you, what would happen today it probably would get treated different today like yeah. it, it's it, you, the, this mm. needs to be looked at in the context in which it was released in the climate which was released and somebody decided to say this is the movie we want to put out right now and, and I, I just don't see. I mean, you get the sense from Todd Phillips, especially that that it's very intentional yeah. that they're doing that this way. That they're that they're pushing these buttons on purpose. That that we're going to we're going to try to confront you. Todd Phillips tried to come out and say that like you know nobody can make a comedy anymore because we're too politically correct. It's like it's like, dude, you just can't make a funny movie anymore. You yeah, know? like yeah. That, that's a you issue, not yeah. a like. But I I don't see a problem. Like, I, I understand what you guys are saying, but I think that that's all the more reason to release it. I don't think you should hold back a movie just because it, in the current environment, it, it makes it more real and it hits home. Like, but, that, but, that but gets it's, the conversation. It's, not, it's not that it's more real and it hits home. It's more that it appeals to these fringe groups who, it, it, yeah, but it how much of that is legit, that. though? It, but, but, so we got to stop making violent video games, too. No, let me tell that, you guys, because me. it's appealing to those that like guns. It's like, it, not appealing to them. It, it, it is sympathizing with them. It, it is it is motiv- it is borderline motivational to them. It, it, it's not. It, it, I disagree one hundred percent. We can sit here and I think and discuss like all these different ways how we interpret this movie as the Joker not being the hero. Um, about this being a cautionary tale, like Greg said, look what happens uh, when you, when you go out and do these things. But I think I, I think the way the movie is presented, it's very very easy for someone to interpret it differently. It's, it's, yeah, if, I can if, if I you, can accept that. Yeah. If you are are the type of person who uh, is open to seeing the Joker as a hero, then like you're absolutely going to see him as a hero. But you but you already that person. It's not like it's changing yeah. anyone. It's guess, not going to get them to to go out and do it. Is my point. Like if those people were going to do it, they would they would do it. They're that kind of person. It would just yeah, yeah exactly. That's, fine. Th- that's not necessarily true because yeah. th- th- there is you know when you talk about these mass shooters and stuff, there is things where you know and they this has been psychologists looked at this stuff where if they see something that seemingly reinforces them or or, or gives them a green light, it can. 
and, and it's it's not like this is just a oh they're gonna do it they're gonna do it anyways. So it, 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 there there is something about there's a copycats there's you know the first one to so do it. This there's, movie isn't gonna make them change their mind. It's all the news showing every other uh, freaking mass shooting. This movie isn't gonna get someone to go out and do it. Those other two hundred mass shootings from earlier this year. Those are, that's if, what's gonna draw if these it's, people. If it's something out. that you as a person were on the fence about, am I gonna go shoot up a school or something like that? Which is a terrible thing to say. This but like, movie, but, but the movie, the movie's kind of like yeah, yeah, go ahead and do it. Like because because in the end, really, the Joker's life isn't like it doesn't really get worse. You know, he's he feels he, he feels more he, free. He feels that, he, he's he's more himself at the end. Well, and, he, and, he he and he's go. found a sense of like approval from those people that are. But he sure. doesn't. Yeah. He doesn't go into a school and shoot people up. He shoots. Well, no, he doesn't. Host. Host. They, they, yeah. well, you're using a very specific example. Yeah. Right? And, and you're saying yeah. it's this broad message, and I don't think it is. That's my. Point. It's it's a it's it's a it's a potentially. Dangerous yeah. message at a time where, like, it feels like like yeah. these things are very heated. So we should and, censor that. Yeah, um, we and, should. No, th there's a difference between censorship and realizing whether or not it you need to do it. Th this isn't. It, it, it's a whether or not. What was the value of bringing this movie out worth the potential? That that that's where it is. It's it's not a uh, so much of a oh we shouldn't cover anything like this. We shouldn't address this. It's a is this the type of thing that has a value to do? Is is the value there? Like, and, and that's the question. And and the thing is that we're like we're gonna have more mass shootings anyway. Yeah. Um. It's the, like <laughs> it's nobody's so sad. No, that nobody's so nobody's figured out how to solve this problem. Certainly not Australia, right, Greg? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No. No. no, you, no you guys had no nothing, idea. Nothing worked. we can do. There's nothing we can do. No, um, there's absolutely nothing you can do. No. Yeah. yeah. By the way, how, how's that know. dictatorship and you know, know oppressive freedoms? You guys. Well, we, we don't know. even exist. Yeah. We know right. what we have to do. We just have to. We have to make more guns. We have <laughs> yeah. to get yeah. more guns. That's okay. the answer. Yeah. Yeah. Good we guy. Good guy with a gun could have saved Robert De Niro in that situation. Yeah. If Robert De Niro had a gun. If If Doctor Ruth had a gun. If he was Travis. If he was Travis Bickle and not Murray, he would have just like flipped it out of his fucking <laughs> yeah. side pocket and be like yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> well let's talk about De Niro then because there's there are some like there's some smaller parts taken up by some big names in this and De Niro's like the biggest so like I don't know I thought he was fucking great in this like yeah. but De Niro has become a little bit like you know just Mr. Paycheck here and there like oh, I'll just phone it in if I'm not feeling it but he I think he was he, he had a crack at this one. He, he, I thought he was pretty good. Yeah. I, I, I thought he liked the idea of getting to be that late night show host. Like yeah. that, yeah. that seems like he knows like his career was always these like known for these gritty roles and stuff like that. And, you know, mob bosses and stuff like that. It's like, he, he get to play the comedian. I get, I get to get, go out there and do chuckle. Well, it's a good, shows. it's a good role reversal for him as well for um, uh, the King of Comedy as well, where he's kind of that, um, he's kind of in Arthur's position almost where he's, you know, obsessing over, um, what's the guy's name? Jerry Lewis, you know, that sort of thing. So he was sure actually really was good on the roast of Baldwin as well about Baldwin. Oh, I haven't seen that. Yeah. It's on Comedy Central. De, De, De Niro was just getting shrapnel everywhere, but he was pretty funny. himself. <laughs> I mean, Tim, Tim, I mentioned the Dark Knight Returns before. And I think anyone that's read that, and I mean, we covered the, the animated version on, on a Bat Dad's episode a while ago. But, like, I think anyone that read The Dark Knight Returns probably knew that Murray was going to get it <laughs> in some way or another. Oh, yeah. On oh, we TV. All 
you know, like, uh, you know, in the comic there, he turns up, he's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to kill everyone in the theater. And they're like, oh, ha, ha, you're so funny, Joker. And then, of course, he does. Yeah. Oh, yeah, but, I like, much knew that he yeah. was killing De Niro. For, for, from the time he got invited, like, oh, yeah. it, it's, again, one of the things I had, problems I had from with this movie was everything seemed very telegraphed. Well, and and De Niro, his, his, the way his character was actually did fit nicely into the story, though, because he's... Yeah. He's this Jay Leno type of yeah. show host where he's where he's punching down all the time. Yeah. He's, like he's he's out there making fun of Arthur. That that and, that was one of the things where he yeah. he justifiably got the you get what you deserve. Yeah, that. like it's kind of like yeah you're, you're going to punch down somebody who clearly is like if, Ill, like if Monica Lewinsky had shot Jay Leno, like would we feel that bad about it? <laughs> 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 that's one thing I didn't expect though. Like I did, I did expect him that like oh, any any second now he's going to fucking shoot. Like probably, I was thinking he was going to shoot all three of them on the couch, like the the stand in for Doctor Ruth or whatever she was supposed to be. You know, like yeah. um, and and the the sidekick guy, you know, the Ed McMahon sort of guy. Um, but like I didn't expect like Joker to be as sort of angry and emotional at the end there where he was like, you know, you, you brought me on to tease me and make fun of me. Like where he's sort of actually like his feelings are actually hurt. And then, you know, at the end where he's like, you get what you fucking deserve. I was like, Jesus Christ. Like, because normally Joker's not sort of that emotional, really. He's kind of just like, yeah, he's laughing all the time, but uh, you don't see him very rarely sort of being angry or, or <laughs> His, you his know, emotions, like actually upset. They're not appropriate for the situation. That's kind of part yeah. of what's wrong with yeah. him. He's, he's never yes. feeling the right thing in the moment. Yeah. Whereas that well, was like a real intense, uncomfortable, sort of edgy seat build, and then it fucking climaxes with what you expect. But yeah. Yeah, I definitely, I definitely felt. I know we're talking about Robert Tenere. We were. Um, I liked his role, but I, I did think that this was probably the the darkest of the Joker. Uh, portrayals I've seen. I think I felt, so. Yeah. I felt like it was darker than Heath's. Like, although Heath brought it to a whole other level, um, I definitely thought that the darkness, like you, you actually, I felt, what's the word, like almost intimidated by his character a little mm. bit. You know what I mean? Like when when he looked upset, like it was it was pretty scary. I liked it. Yeah. I, I was know. worried for people around him when he would yes. start to go into like oh no then that's what i mean at the whole end i just kept that's the feeling i got by the end of it was like oh like what have you done you know not yeah cool man he's the joker fuck yeah like that's awesome like smear the blood on your mouth it's fucking cool like as as awesome as that scene was to me it was more of like a, a chilling like oh no like tragedy thing again where it's like fuck look like look what he's become from the guy at the start that just wanted to like you know, dance for the sick kids at the hospital, sort of thing. And so. also, the, I mean, there there were some there were some moments where they they really ratcheted up the tension, and I'm 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 glad that he didn't do anything <laughs> to her Zazzy Beats or her daughter like that. Like you know, that was a well. Scene that's I I meant to ask that before. What Did happened he, though, there? Yeah, the, because the I yeah that's what i thought well, i thought oh well, I thought you never find out what happened yeah. maybe maybe like because we, we just don't know like there well my well, my the wife cops didn't come to his door that tells me that he killed her otherwise well, my wife cops my wife ready? pointed it out to me at the end because i said oh you kind of you know they did the fight club thing a bit there where it's like oh no he's just imagined all this and then He's like, yeah, and my wife was like, yeah, well, he, it looks like he killed her at the end. And I was like, oh, what? Like, he was just sitting on the couch. And she goes, yeah, but the very next scene, 
he's in his apartment laughing and he laughs when awful things are happening and then yeah you see the the sirens and the, and we well, yeah, you hear the sirens and you see it, the lights and, flashing and, and, and wasn't, like, he so, at that point, or wasn't he back into his boxers like what right oh, the I next can't remember. I, I, yeah you, but is he yeah. taking all his clothes off because they're fucking was, covered in blood or something yeah like, that's I what know. i was thinking uh, is what happened is uh, he's just had a shower and whatever yeah like yeah. just so, like, i don't know again it's yeah. ambiguous so you know but my, my take, just because you saw the cop lights, but again, that could have been it. Yeah, my, my interpretation was that he killed her. That was, yeah. Yeah, that was just my it, initial my, And my thought was that he killed her, the daughter heard and called the cops or something like that. Yeah. That, that was, was, yeah. That's what I did. She's, got that. <laughs> She's Batman too. Be, be, because, <laughs> in his, because in his mind, remember, in his mind, yeah. everybody who's betraying him is getting it. Exactly. And yeah. in his mind, she was there, and now she has to leave that betrayal. I think it's. I think he killed her. My my yeah. understanding was that he had a moment of realization, though, that he he understood that, like he he was able to like peel back his own curtain a little bit and understand, like like okay, this is like maybe maybe this, maybe this was, was all in my head, like. Mm, when maybe. did that? I didn't. As 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 they were revealing it to us, this is the the, the movie it has these moments of being almost ham-fisted in its ambiguity. Yeah. Like, it's let's see what I mean. That's like, why I brought yeah. up the Thomas Wayne thing before. It was like, uh, maybe I don't know. Yeah. yeah. So in other words, you saw the movie you wanted to see. Where it seemed they almost saw a slightly yeah. different. They almost they almost <laughs> cast a guy where he's like, see the resemblance, and everyone's like, oh shit! Like, yeah, they they, they really do look so like they got the same nose, you know? Like, yeah. Um, mm. Uh, and, and, and Brett Cullen's already been in a Batman movie before. So. <laughs> he sure has. <laughs> he was the congressman in The Dark Knight Rises. That's right. He's just he just got promoted to Thomas Wayne. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Also, I really did not like their choice of Alfred. And for and for Alfred to get like attacked like oh. that, this just that's that's unacceptable. Was that man. Alfred? Alfred? I didn't catch the this yeah. his name. Yeah, he had to be Alfred. I thought yeah. he was just a security guy. No, that anyone, was Alfred. Yeah. Did, anyone English the... anyone English hanging around Wayne Manor's Alfred. Yeah, I guess so. so. And did you see did you see when uh, little Bruce just before he goes to, to see Arthur at the gate, he slides down the little pole? He had a little back. Oh, I, I absolutely oh. saw that. That was yeah. that was yeah. one of his moments where I was like, fuck this that, movie. That, that, that was when <laughs> Tim and I were really both at that yeah. point, like Oh, yeah, I was like, I was, I was offended that they even showed us Bruce Wayne that they were doing any of that. And I, like, at, at that point, I did. At, at one point, I, I literally turned to Jared and was like, "Fuck this movie so hard." Yeah, <laughs> and we were, we were both at that point. It's specifically that, yeah, that scene where the whole thing when he came up and we were, I went, "It's Bruce," and Tim oh, went, "Oh fuck!" All and the then stuff. when he slid down the pole, it was like, "Oh fuck this yeah. so hard." I didn't see that, and I went, "Hmm, okay." <laughs> I liked it, but it was, yeah, it was a bit stupid. <laughs> but what superhero yeah. movie doesn't have the stupid points in it, right? Well, I mean, this wasn't a superhero movie. I don't know. You know, for, for a movie that, that, that was, was so aggressively like, oh, we're not making a comic book movie, it's like, well, don't, don't fucking yeah, just, it, just leave, it, leave my comic books out of this thing. Like, it, it goes back to my thing. The further you stayed away from that, part of it the better it probably would have been until until maybe some little tie at the end and, and what kind of brings that all together is like what to the, to the larger question of like is this movie irresponsible is it is it nudging people or like sort of tacitly endorsing the 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 violence it's like by by making it the joker movie it's like it's it, nobody cares about this movie if it's not the joker <laughs> but because it's the joker yeah. it has it has this platform where it now exists you know in the on the dvd shelf with all the other 
comic book superhero movies, right? Like it's 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 yes, part it of... will when it comes out. I'm gonna fucking buy it. <laughs> not not me, not me, Greg. That's one. Uh, like, I don't I don't care how Commonwealth I don't, discount. Don't Damn, how cool the steel look is. You guys you guys pay a premium on those things, man. They're cheaper in the U.S. I don't live there. Yeah, everything's, um, everything's cheaper in the U.S. Yeah, it's, it's cheaper yeah. made too. Trust me, especially guns. Fucking guns, guns cost a bullets. lot. I was gonna say bullets. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I did want to bring up one thing, mainly for Mike, I guess, because he he might be with me on it. <laughs> the, the the stairs. Um, oh, again, am I reading more into it than than what they the Todd Phillips and that intended? Probably, but I don't fucking care. This is what I took from it anyway. Um, I think that they've given Joker basically, being that they're trying to do the 70s movie and that kind of thing, I saw the stairs as like his own version of the Rocky steps basically because uh, just like Rocky, just like Rocky, you see him slowly trudge up the steps early in the morning and it's like this sort of, uh, symbol of of him uh, of his failures and that he can't do it and all that kind of shit. But then at the end, he, he sort of it, it's a little bit different because unlike Rocky, though uh, Rocky returns and conquers the steps instead of charging up the steps and becoming like this inspiring hero. Joker goes down the steps because he's going down into like his fucking crazy villain stuff. So like. I don't know. I read. I probably read entirely too much into that, but I just fucking. I I liked it for, for what it was. I I didn't. I didn't make the Rocky connection, but I did think it was symbolizing his fall into like, um, you know, like his mad- fall into madness. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And then, I do uh, question the music. Yeah, I, I was, was going to say the music. What like what are they trying to communicate with with the Gary Glitter music choice? Like, let's yeah. we're gonna we're gonna kind of celebrate this with a with a song by a child sex abuser. Like, yeah, I did not like that yeah. actually. Yeah, the only no. thing I'll give that point is the mu- the music radically shifts at one point from that from that rock and roll and the Gary Glitter to like that sort of harsh score where you know like the, the horns and that that would come in every now and then like, like all that sort of shit so like i wonder if that was again meant like he's celebrating like it's a fucking cool moment because it's in his head and he's like having fun but then you sort of get the almost the real world of like no this guy's a fucking psycho like because you got that jarring like score just cut in and it was like oh fuck like you know it's now it's scary again. Like it's not, it's not fun anymore. He's dancing. You, you're sort of watching it going like, oh, he's, that's not right. So, But I thought the score was pretty good in general, to be fair. Not so much as like a memorable theme, like it's not the Avengers theme or Star Wars or anything like that, but like just the way it would sort of swell and jam in and stuff. So, it's just, it's just tones. Like, as, as Jason Siegel would say, it's yeah. tones. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So like that was I, – originally I did think like, oh, no, with that music – I did think like, oh, okay, this is kind of glamorizing it a little bit, but the way it sort of radically flipped, I thought, okay, all right, I, think I can accept. That's that's part of the way that the movie kind of is is just like dipping its toes in moral ambiguity again. Like, it, like they're yeah. they they really don't do a whole lot to tell. Like you know, movies for for a lot of movies tell us how to feel a lot of the time, right? Um, and, and for a movie like this to, to present its subject matter in this way where they're just sort of like, it is what, it is what it is. Feel how you want to feel about it. You know, and I think that the, the way that 
Greg, the way that you've kind of read it and interpreted it, I think is is is, is healthy. That's probably how people should <laughs> see it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I don't think I don't think by any means anybody has to see it that way. It's it's just kind of no, ab- yeah. absolutely. I'll be the first person to fucking say that as well. Like someone like you guys, like you didn't like it and you got your reasons. That's fine. Like my thing, my only argument would be if people like fault the technicalities of it. Like if they go, oh the acting was terrible and all the 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 um directing and the cinematography and that kind of stuff like oh that was all bad it's like no it's technically fucking brilliant it's just well you like the story yeah it's like the subjective stuff yeah okay do you like the story do you like the interpretation do you like the um ambiguity do you like the like we said the responsibility of of what you know the time and the political situation and stuff like that like that's fine you can you can fucking hate it and there's nothing wrong with that but like i i don't think you can sit and go oh he's a fucking he's shit like he's fucking (laughs) acting fuck that like you know like you know tim you can you can not like the fact that it's you know a movie watching joaquin phoenix act that's cool but i don't think you could say he's like acting badly no i yeah, guess the, the acting you know I mean? itself is great the acting that's on display yeah. is great um yeah. the the uh the way gotham city looks like the the sort of the street mm-hmm. street level like dirty yeah, old gotham like that's it's it's nicely done <laughs> yeah my, mm. my problem is more story and an execution of that than it has anything to do with any visuals acting you know uh, the i thought the music was good i thought the way they they used that was was fine i i had no problems with any of that that that's why i I keep saying like if you did this with slightly different story elements as it relates to batman and joker and stuff it would have been i I would have enjoyed it It, it's it's how they portrayed in that context that i have a problem yeah yeah and i mean that's fine that's what you know, there's nothing wrong with that. It's you know, you, people like things they fucking don't. I mean, the only person that's ever wrong is Tim. So well, it's not. A- yeah, no, I think I, think, I, I feel pretty strong in my convictions about this one. I don't think uh, I don't think I'm gonna backpedal on this the way that I had to on Suicide Squad. And, and, and I think in the quick vote after the movie, we had what eight or nine of us, maybe ten, and we were the guys who didn't like it. Everybody else seemed to like it. No, or, no. I, don't, I don't think Vance did. I don't think Sam Okay, hold on. Back, back this up a second. Now, that's, an unfair, that's an unfair statement because, first of all, Gomer was like, that movie sucked. And when we were walking back to the cars, I'm like, why did you think it sucked? He's like, well, Batman wasn't even in it. And he's like, and the Joker, like, didn't, there was no Harley Quinn. I'm like, what did you think this movie Yeah, was? I don't know what, what So Joker, I would yeah. say that about Gomer. I would say that about James, like, not really no, knowing what I guess James liked it. I, I don't know. James said he didn't like it because of how dark it was and it made him feel uncomfortable. That's what he said he didn't like about the movie. The, uh, so, but that, that, you can't discredit that opinion. No, but That's, for the for the reasons that you're, you're listing it right after saying what you didn't like about it gives the impression that... They didn't like it for that reason. I'm saying I agree with you. They didn't like it, but the reasons behind it were nowhere n- near what yours were. And it's like, yeah, it's it's supposed to make us feel uncomfortable. Like that yeah. was that was intentional. Exactly. But um, what's I just me? put a I just put a poll on the unfunny nerd tangent Twitter. So well, let's fucking see. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, but I was I was reading about it today in the the cinema score, which is which is uh, different from Rotten Tomatoes. This is where they actually survey people on the way out of the movie, and they rate it as like a letter grade. Uh, oh. The cinema score this movie is getting is like an A minus, which is really good. Um, well, it won it won the award at whatever that festival was, like the Golden Lion or whatever it was. Like yeah, it won. It was, was it, it Venice? Won that. I think it was like Venice. Yeah, something. Yeah. 
So, but anyway, like we said, uh, quick shout out to Mark Marin again for um, oh. playing Mark Marin as he does. <laughs> he's, he's the best. He's absolutely the best at playing Mark Marin. He is. He's fantastic. <laughs> he's the best Mark um, Marin ever, Mark Marin. Yeah. <laughs> he comes in, he Mark uh, well, Marin's it. <laughs> <laughs> if we sort of wrap up the final thoughts, I guess we have kind of sort of beaten it to death, I suppose, what we think. But I mean, yeah, I, 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 I'm not a fan of the idea of a definitive origin for Joker, but I mean, I have to have one. And, and you tell me that this is just a one-off thing that doesn't necessarily like it's not the lead up to another DC universe or whatever. Like, I, I, you know, I liked it. Like I said, technically, I thought it was fucking brilliant. I understand if people don't like it, that's fine. But to me, I thought it was fucking pretty good. When we come back in two years and, and this is the canon for the Robert Pattinson <sighs> Batman trilogy, I'm going to be like, I told you so, goddamn. Yeah, I think we can, <laughs> we're, we're all agreeing on that, that we hope this, whether you liked it or not, I'm hoping this doesn't branch off to a new long series of movies. But, I mean, compared to the other DC movies in the last little while, I mean, I'd put this right at the top, personally. I mean... Yeah, so uh, like what? What would you? Where would you say the cutoff is when they made a better movie than this one? I know you didn't enjoy Dark it. Knight. Yeah. Okay. Shazam. Yeah. Oh. Shazam was better. They just uh, <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. Shazam. Fuck uh, yeah. Shazam. I was waiting for you to say Aquaman. Actually, is what I was. You thought I was going to say Aquaman? Yes. Because you hate this movie so much, I thought you were going to say Aquaman. No, just I, to get I, I thought this was a better done movie than Aquaman. Like I, I, I can take myself out of the flaws I saw with this movie and view it as a. Like, I can see where people are saying it's a good movie. Like, I understand that. I understand my thing is is that I don't think it was a good story for what it was as far as that goes. Like, like for, for the joke. Okay, I'll I can see they could have they could have done a better story. Yeah. Like, I guess I kind of – In some ways, it's like the opposite of Aquaman, which tried, which tried to do so much and bring everything <laughs> into one. This is like the anti-Aquaman where it's like, we're not going to do anything. We're just going <laughs> to yeah. put the camera on Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah, no, it, 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 I understand that they're, they're very good. I, I thought, I thought, as far as cinematography goes, performances, all that stuff, and, and for I will even give credit for the story that it told. It did a very good job. I didn't like that. Yeah, that's and, and like I said. I, I, I think part of why I don't like it so much is I thought you, in my mind, there is such a better way to do that. That that when we're talking about you're being subversive to the story of Joker that we all know lean into it harder like do more with that than giving us what if you if you're gonna do that you're gonna twist it all don't don't do some of the other stuff like really lean into it like really go different for that and let it stand on its own like i said if you're if you're gonna make thomas wayne the asshole and then he's gonna get his comeuppance at the end and you're gonna do that give us a little stinger where yes, he really was that asshole who twisted this kid's whole life and his mother and ruined those lives, and, and, and lean into that because I, I think that you, you wouldn't even have to have done that with anything big. Like you wouldn't have to have Joker even find out. We as the fans could have just known. There could have been something that just said to us. Can you yeah. imagine? Can you imagine the fanboy outcry if? You tell them that Joker and Batman are half brothers. Well, I I yeah, feel Jared, like you you'd be freaking out. No, a subset of Joker fanboys who who go on and believe that, like who are yeah, like absolutely. <laughs> Thomas Wayne did and I think part of the reason with that is 
this movie still leaves that ambiguity in there. Yeah, And I think because you don't fully address it, I almost feel like it's a cop out, cop out on that. And it goes back to lean into it. Just really, mm. if you're going to put that out there and you're going to even leave you the never game, found out what was in the briefcase in Pulp Fiction either. Yeah. You know, and yeah. like American Psycho, is Patrick Bateman, is he really doing those things or is he just. Yeah. What were those packages in Castaway? Who knows, guys? Yeah. But yeah, yeah. I, I understand that. But with, with, with the context of the story you were telling here, that seems to be a more critical element that, that, than yeah. really, you know, a kind of a MacGuffin. It, it, it's more of a, <clears throat> you know, because you can still have everything that happened happen, but it but it goes back to that. You kind of start to go, maybe Thomas Wayne did do it, and it still creates Batman. You can still have that moment, but maybe Thomas Wayne wasn't the guy Batman thought he was the whole time, and it and it, and it, it takes mm. that subversive twist on that whole narrative. Which you're well, they've done that a little the, bit in the yeah. comics lately as well with the yeah. Court of Owls and things like that. So, and if you're yeah. considering this as an elsewhere in, in movie, those, in those stories where we we get this hint of like of like malfeasance in the Wayne family, like Thomas Wayne is almost always vindicated. Like he he like part of the reason that Batman can be Batman is because Thomas Wayne like time after time um, holds up as this figure of unassailable good um, in in so many of these stories. And uh, and I feel like that's that's kind of a, an essential part of of that character and an essential part mm. of Batman that Thomas Wayne was just a good dude. Well, yeah. he doesn't. Thomas Wayne doesn't necessarily have to have been a good a good person, but Batman has to believe that he was. Right. I mean, that's, that's what like, I was. At the, yeah. at the very least, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, because even, I mean, yeah. looking even in the Dark Knight, which was like the last <laughs> one, you had Bruce Wayne for what I remember being the first time being, he was a dick. He was, a, he was like a playboy asshole. Basically is how they made Bruce Wayne look in the dark night. Well, it was in uh well, but that's, he's meant to be doing yeah. that to right, throw but, people off the scent. No, and I get that, but like, you know, Batman, the historically was portrayed as like, you know, a humanitarian, everyone loved to meet host these, all these events. And, and you didn't get that idea that he was a dick uh, in the meet, in the public, but dark Knight changed that that reason as well so maybe it's just kind of feeding off into that story where mm. um, not everyone loved them yeah I mean. <laughs> well like we said i mean i i i probably still like ledger the best as like an official live action joker but i mean that could also just be because um he like he's a little more. he's a little bit more sort of out of nowhere who is this guy? We don't know anything about him. He's just the Joker, you know. Plus, we didn't get two hour a two hour character study of Heath Ledger either. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know what I mean? Like it, it, when he pops in, he really fucking makes a makes a dent in the story. And 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 the fact that you watch that movie and well, I watch that movie and still can't really see Heath Ledger, I think is still is still worth. Uh, noting about but I, I i fucking loved phoenix in this i gotta say like yeah. the 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 final scenes in the cop car and watching everything in the streets and the dance down the stairs and and all that sort of and then, then the, like the, even the, the last moments where he's you know running away from the guys in the in the asylum there like oh, i thought it was pretty good like i love love the love the performance you know despise the character's actions like that's the way i see it i don't think it's it's that hard, but some people will will be obviously. Uh, I would like to have a, a Batman stuff. movie, a Batman movie where the Joker is just the Joker, 
where like we're not we're not reinventing this character as some whole new thing where it's where like we can get kind of a like like an actual just comic book Joker. Like think about all the dozens. You just of, really want Mark Hamill. We got it. We I, 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 want, I want Mark Hamill. Think about the dozens upon dozens of abandoned amusement parks all through Gotham City that nobody's using for anything. They're just they're just sitting. <laughs> Why there. are there so yeah. many? Yeah. <laughs> it's because people hate it when people laugh. They just want to punch yeah. them in the face. <laughs> hey, hey, laugh. Why are you laughing right now, Mike? I definitely hate it when yeah. Tim's laughing and want to punch him in the face. That's not. <laughs> All right, is that is that it? Yeah. <laughs> is that uh, where we're going to leave it then, the Joker? Yeah, I definitely think. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm I'm with you on Heath Ledger being the best one still. But uh, Joaquin Phoenix did one fucking hell of a job. I mean, I don't know if he's going to win, but he's going to get nominated for I hope so. a best actor. Uh, unless the controversy, like, frightens exactly. people away. I'm not voting for that. Ooh, fuck yeah. off. Is it good acting or not? So, um, but, yeah, anyway, we'll see, I guess. But, yes, I've put the poll on Twitter to see. Let's see what people think. Um Tim's going to vote 14 is, times. He yeah. picked up his phone as you said that, and he's not right. going fail, to the Fail all his students that, 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 that say yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a class project to go and say no yeah. on the poll. <laughs> all right. Well, if you want to join that poll uh, and give your opinion, you can go to Twitter at UnfunnyNTangent. And while you're there, you can follow all of us. I'm at Greg T13. Uh, Jared is, of course, at seven. Uh, sorry, SuperJew75. Tim is at Tim Agni, and he's on uh, AttackOfTheDad.com. And yes, Mike is at Maple Syrup Dick. It's a real thing. Uh, <laughs> but uh, all roads lead to at the Steel Cage, uh, UnfunnyNerdTangent.com, and the Steel Cage Shop.com, where you can find all of our amazing T-shirts, including Mon Milfma. And uh, don't forget to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or anywhere you find uh, other great podcasts uh, and, and this one, of course. Um, <laughs> well, that will do it for us for this Joker episode 86 of Unfunny Nerd Tangent. My name is Greg, and for Jared, Tim, and Mike, thanks so much for listening. And remember, kids, all we wanted to do was a nice little podcast with some Unfunny Nerd Tangents. No one's laughing now. That's life. That's what all the people say You're riding high in April Shot down in May But I know I'm gonna change that tune When I'm back on top Back on top in June Unfunny Nerd Tangent